I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And we're afraid to uh, love good beer, telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And today we're back out on the, on the road at one of the, uh, I would say, one of the best new kind of brewery slash restaurants that has recently opened up here in the North County. So they're listed as a brew pub, and that's not quite doing it justice. No, it is so not. We'll get into that. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night. Lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer mecca within a beer mecca. Please pour yourself a beer. Pull up a bar stool or a keg with a bag of grain on it, which is what I'm sitting on, and join us. We are in South Oceanside at Heritage Barbecue and Beer Company. Lucky enough to be sitting down with brewmaster Mike Abishon. Yes, sir. Nice to meet you, Mike. Yeah, nice, nice to, to meet, meet you, you as well. Yeah, welcome to North County. Stood up real yeah, close yeah, to the mics. Yeah, yeah. Excited to have you here. Yeah. Yeah, and welcome to North County. That's yeah. yeah we're, this this is a location for us that've been around here. Adventure sixteen. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, it's been a few Urge. different things. Yes. Yeah, and then it was most recently what municipal tacos. Yeah, and it's always yeah. been a fun, easy place to get to. Yeah. And we're excited to have you here. And we were here for the uh, media soft opening. And that was a blast. Yeah, got to taste some unbelievable beers. Yeah, I think that's what kind of blew us away. We had no, we were, we expected the excellent barbecue. That's the story behind Heritage. What was a surprise for us was each and every beer. So we've been excited to come back and talk beer with you. Um, tell us a little bit about the. Let's, before we get to the beer, tell us a little bit about the Heritage Craft Barbecue story. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I met Danny through him doing pop-ups at breweries. Um, we met through cooking. Um, I bought a 600 uh, offset smoker uh, from Harper, which she had purchased, uh, you know, some smokers from them and had a relationship with them. Um, and they told me that he's somebody that I should reach out to. Had a lot of experience, like, cooking brisket and... Um, you know, ribs and, you know, beef ribs and all these things, but uh, I was using more of a competition smoker. It was like a double-walled smoker with, like, a water pan at the bottom, and then I was using um, a Traeger and an electric smoker and um, never had any experience with uh, with the actual... I used a green egg, too, but I never had any experience with um, an offset smoker, but I always wanted to get one because, you know, going to places in Texas, I had tried, you know, like, you know, brisket from Franklin's and places right. like that. So I wanted to achieve that same flavor. So when I found out uh, that Harper, you know, here in Dana Point was building pits and I was trying to do a catering company that was similar, like uh, pop-ups at breweries and stuff with my friends, with my friends, um, you know, like, like Virgin and, uh, you know, my friend that opened a brewery that was my assistant, Adam Jester, tipping pint and stuff. I started cooking at those places. Um, you know, I reached out to him a few times about, you know, advice and stuff like that. Uh, a small world. Yeah. Well, because we, yeah, Adam Jester was Carlsbad High School as well. So, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. actually your, were... Your neighbor, I think. He was, he was one of yeah, my neighbors, yeah. yeah, actually. And one of my, my brother's really good friends. That's funny. Nice. Um, so how... And then how does the craft beer fit into that part of it, then? Well, um, he moved to Oceanside, and then, you know, we, we knew each other, you know, from me going to a few of his pop-ups and stuff, and then he came into Pete's Park Carlsbad, um, you know, and when I was head brewer there. 
and um, he, uh, uh, you know, basically said, uh, hey, I'm looking to get a place. Mike, I really want to get a brewery. If I get a brewery, would you be interested in, you know, coming over and being the brewmaster? And I said, yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's <laughs> very cool. And you've got a beer here for it, so tell us what we're drinking. Yeah, so this is uh, so special, uh, Japanese lager. Um, yeah, just real simple, two-row, uh, premium pills, uh, Oyo rice, and some um, some uh, Japanese uh, rice um, from uh, Kyoto Gift which me and my wife, my wife being Japanese, we shop at a lot, uh, shop there a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, so. What's the distinction of a, a, and when we're looking at Mexican lagers, American lagers, Japanese lagers, well, what is the, the distinction in, in this style? Um, I mean, the distinction I would definitely say is the, the sweet right, rice characteristic um, that's in it for sure. And then um, I try and make it um, a lot drier by mashing it at a lower temp and then uh, you know, I filter, uh, I plate and frame filter it with the uh, 0.5 micron uh, filters to get it really, really, really clear and really crisp. Yeah, it's delicious. Cheers. It is delicious. Cheers. Yeah. And I, the, the dryness, I, I really like that. It's such a crisp, dry, um, especially today. We got a very warm day today. It's like a perfect beer for such a warm day today. What do you expect beginning in February? Mm-hmm. It's a hot, hot summer day in the middle of February. Yeah. <laughs> so... This venue has been known for making a few very good beers over the years. We've talked about that. Uh, but we've seen, more accurately, we tasted when we were here last time, whole new level variety of beers with what you're doing right here at Heritage. So what's your philosophy going into this this brewing program, and and what are you offering your patrons? Um, I mean, I'm just trying to do, you know, like, uh, you know, more approachable beers that go well with barbecue, um, you know, lagers, IPAs, um, kind of easing my way into um, into stouts right now, trying to kind of figure out the system. You know, I was at Pittsburgh Carlsbad, you know, from 2007 until four months ago, and then I was head brewer there from 2012 until. So been there for a while, yeah, for a long so, time. Yeah. I mean, so you know, I had over 1,500 turns on that, you know, mashing in on that system. So I mean, I kind of had that system wired. So I thought it would be easier, like initially. Like coming over, going on like uh, newer equipment. Um, this being a premiere from Tim Barrel from 2015, but um, yeah, unfortunately there was definitely a learning curve there for about the first like 14 brews, and um, yeah, a little disappointed in, in myself. But I think overall I'm pretty lucky with the, you know, with the way that everything has kind of turned out, and I I kind of got it. I mean, obviously, you can always learn more, but I got it pretty wired at this point, about 14 brews in. Well, so, certainly yeah. from what we've tasted, yeah, it's been, you figured yeah. the system out. I like, too, like you said, if you look at your board, too, you do have a, a pretty good variety. It's, it, there's, there's something for everybody here. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like more, I'm trying to do more approachable stuff, and then they have, you know, they have the mixed cocktail program here, and, uh, you know, the, you know I, I made a base seltzer. They're making seltzer drinks with it stuff so there's a lot of variety for for um, you know and we have a pretty good really good wine list so I mean a really good variety if you want to come in with your spouse or a bunch of different friends or into drinking different stuff and something then, for everybody yeah so pretty cool so besides pizza port tell us a little bit about your your brewing background I mean there's not really anything else to, to tell you know I mean I was uh, they just hired you at 
Ed Brewer had uh, <laughs> no. like that? No, wow. no, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, I went, you know, I went through the trenches first for sure. But I mean, I was in the I was in the surfboard industry um, before. I was uh, shaping for Timmy Patterson. Timmy Patterson at the time. No, you're if you're familiar with that name. Um, really good craftsman out of San Clemente. Uh, but anyways, I was shaping surfboards for him at the time. Um, Clark Foam had shut down. It was pretty hard to make money in that industry at that time. And um, I had kind of known at that point that I kind of wanted to have kids with my wife. <laughs> and uh, kind of was like looking for another career, like something else to do kind of. And I had been homebrewing for like about four or five years before that. Um, it was just a hobby. Nothing that I ever thought would become serious, but they opened the bottle shop next to Pizzaport, which was a really cool place at the time. Yeah. And uh, we had about 750 different beers from all over the world inside there. And you could either take it to go or crack it there, drink it. It was kind of a really cool, like, local spot. I don't know if you guys... Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm sure you guys we are familiar. It. Yeah, but I actually bartended there in the beginning um, on the weekends. And then uh, I was getting yeast for the homebrews from Jeff Bagby, was the the head brewer at the time, um, and uh, Yiga Mirashiro was his uh, assistant. And uh, anyways, uh, I just it like was helping out, and then they kind of said that the Ocean Beach location was going to open. Me and Yiga had made a connection because he had been ordering surfboards from me. He was a surfer, and uh, we were kind of surfing together. We got along really well, and then I ended up being his assistant in Ocean Beach for two years so that was kind of like you know the the gateway into brewing but during that time i was still shaping for timmy patterson at night <laughs> doing a little bit uh, of everything yeah so i was driving up there at night because you know at that time you know there was only there's very few breweries in san Diego county right. and you know it didn't pay well at all i mean i was getting nine dollars an hour as an assistant <laughs> uh driving all the way up to ocean beach at five o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. you know then coming home taking a nap then going up shaping surfboards so i could make some money and then coming back um, but yeah, that was kind of like my entry into into that. Then um, after that, uh, Yiga went to was went to Bressy Ranch for like a short stint, and then Nacho became head brewer of Pittsburgh Carlsbad for a short stint for about eight months, and then uh, I took over Carlsbad after that, and like that was late 2012. So we have kind of the quintessential San Diego, coastal yeah. San Diego. Dream job, surf of, industry you know, into the yes, beer industry, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's, right. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Living the dream, pizza, barbecue, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a little name drop. I mean, the the pizza board brewing tree is an amazing uh, tree of yeah <laughs> of folks. Anyway, yeah, there's definitely worse places to work. You know, and, like the best thing about pizza board is they kind of, I mean, they kind of have a philosophy of you know, like um, you know, go ahead and you know, make your beers and make a name for yourself and then go ahead and move on and we'll let the next guy, you know, come in. I think I, I stayed a lot longer than most do. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, having having multiple children and, you know, being from Carlsbad, having my parents right up the street to help, my sisters uh, right in Oceanside to help, it, it, was just, it was just really, it was really a comfortable place and just being from Carlsbad growing up there, like just the community, we worked with the fire department, police department, you know, little leagues, right. football, everything. You know, it's yeah. a really cool place. Let's try another beer here, real quick, before we okay. continue. Yeah, yeah. Push my arm. Since I um, see a few sitting so here, so let's move on to the Czech pills here. I had this beer at the soft opening. Mm-hmm. It was the first one I had. I just ordered a pint. It was one of those days. 
we usually do tasters, but I was like, no, pint, check bills, and that was when I knew we had something special in town. Yeah, walk, so, us, walk us through this. Yeah, I mean, pretty simple, um, you know, check pills or yeast, um, you know, premium, uh, premium pills and um, floor malted pills, and then just all check sauce. Get another very super crisp, super yeah. clean, easy. Yeah, I, I really like that real, just like that earthy and spiciness from Czech Saws. It's just such a beautiful hop. And uh, it just, it also, I mean, it almost gives you like that, it gives like that really dry finish. Like it's almost like has like, uh, you know, almost like a rye malt finish or something. Mm -hmm. It's really. So and I find cool. that too with the barbecue because I, I, I love Texas barbecue. I feel like yeah. this type of beer complements it really well too. Oh, like yeah, it, yeah. It, it lets the flavor of the, the food come through and then, you know, it's just a, it's a good complement to that food. And a lot of times you have a, we have pilsners, and we're excited that there are loggers and pilsners now in San Diego. Yeah. They were, and you know better than we yeah. do, Mike. For a long time, those were hard to find. But sometimes a pilsner tastes, you think, this tastes just like a Czech pilsner out of a can. And, and maybe that's what the brew is going. This tastes like a craft brew draft beer. Oh, it doesn't well, have any of any of that. Uh, yeah, it is. It is it interesting. Might, might turn off a, a craft drinker from a pils. Right. Yeah, it is interesting, though. I mean, because when I took over in 2012, I was making, you know, Mexican lager and Japanese lager um, and uh, Pilsner and things like that. And uh, I wasn't as good a, at making those styles back then. I got better as time went on and learned tricks and stuff and from traveling to Germany and different things and talking to different friends. But it is interesting. I mean, when I first took over there, like, um, there was, I mean... There was not really that much of a market for a craft lager. True, right? People yeah. would not drink just them. Us. They would just, yeah. they <laughs> would just sit there, you know. Like unless you're, you know, the Mexican lager always sold the best. But anything else that I, that I did, like the the Japanese lager and things, I mean, they would just sit. But towards the end of my career, excuse me, um, towards the end of my career, like they would sell as well as the IPAs and everything. It's like they caught on at some point. I would say it was probably be right around like. 2017 for me is when I started to notice a change. Yeah. That's probably about we're, the time we ran into uh, Epic and yeah, Epic and, uh, was probably Japanese the first one I think lager. I saw a Japanese lager, yeah, and I, I yeah. agree with you. The first time I tasted something, I'm like, oh, this is different. I don't know if I. And then it's like by the second or third time, actually, I really like this a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it was good because we had several growlers. Like yeah. So, but I think good. it's that we, we've had that conversation. It's it's um, it's beer flavored beer, right? What you expect for it, but it, but there's so much more flavor than the macros, right? That's the, so there's that's where the craft kind of comes in on how to how to have that still that crisp, clean beer that's light, um, but has the nuances in the body and the flavor, and that's what's that's what's impressive about it. And like you said, you get to taste the food still. Yeah, and you taste the food. So versus the palate records of the old days. All right, so let's go back a little bit. Your your home brewing. What what got you into that? Like, what are some of the foundational kind of craft beers that opened your eyes to like what great beer could be? What were some of your first kind of wow beers that you enjoyed? Uh, I mean, definitely, I would say you know Kirk McHale, uh, Kirk McHale's beer at Pete's Park Crossbed. I mean, that was. I mean, and then I knew the the you know he came from a home brewing background and he was getting stuff from you know I talked to him at the bar to how he told me about the homebrew mart and. You know, I went down to the homebrew mart down there in uh, San Diego and kind of, you know, took one of the classes, learned how to brew beer, uh, started buying equipment, and then, um, you know, by the end, jeez, uh, like, 
I mean, I had a temperature controlled chest freezer. <laughs> I had conical fermenters. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it, I was pretty serious. Like, towards towards the end of you know, um, you know, becoming a professional brewer. But then after you become a professional brewer and um, you're brewing in the brewery, like I wanted to brew my own beer so bad, I would brew on the weekends and I would get yeast from the brewery. You and just still make your do own different stuff. things and learn. And that, I, I learned a lot from from doing that because. You know, when I took over as head brewer, there wasn't anybody, like, from Pittsport doing, you know, IPAs with absolutely no caramel malt at all whatsoever, and I was doing a lot of experimenting with that on the homebrew side, and then the first, you know, beer that I actually brewed, um, which was Carlsbad Raceway IPA after Carlsbad Yeah, I love Raceway. that. Okay. I, have the, I have the t-shirt. Yeah. I love yeah, it. It's yeah. my favorite t-shirt, because yeah. so, I grew up I, skating there after they uh, put the skate park in. Oh, yeah, the Mike yeah. McGill yeah, skate yeah, park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that, but I, I grew up there racing motocross, so, um, you know, I thought it was pretty natural to, um, you know, name the beer that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and uh, that had no caramel malt in it whatsoever. It was the rice flakes, oats, um, two-row, and Pilsner malt, which is kind of the same way. I mean... I've been making IPA the same same exact way from when I was homebrewing, you know, and, you know, 2000, 2000, you know, three, 2004, I was experimenting with that, and I did that all the way up until I'm still doing it now. Nice. <laughs> so you mentioned, you know, and we, we've noticed the same thing and talked about many times that how refreshing it is to see lagers, pilsners, and, and high-quality ones at almost every brewery now that we, yeah. go, that we go to. We go to select breweries, yeah. but... We see them everywhere, and they're excellent. Is there another style you wish you saw more of, or, or hoping to see turn the corner on? Um, I mean, I'm really into the German styles right now. I mean, before you guys leave, I'd really like for you to. I just transferred it today, but it's like a beautiful beer. It's a, a Kolsch. I transferred oh. a Kolsch today, um, and then uh, I have an alt with fermenter. I'd like you to try too, but um, yeah, I don't know. Just like those traditional uh, German styles, I'd really like to see, and then. Um, uh, I'd really like to see more Hellas. Um, I really like Hellas. Uh, Your Hellas is very good. Oh, uh, that's probably you. my favorite beer on the on the, the oh, on cool. the, the thing. I love that beer. Yeah, yeah, it's an awesome beer. But just more, just traditional, just approachable styles like done correctly. Like it's it's nice to see, you know. But it's just it you just don't see it very often. Mm-hmm. You know, people just don't know how to do them. <laughs> but I mean, I it took me a really long time to. To you know, develop a relationship with, with German friends and actually get some information and, and uh, start making those styles better. But uh, shout out to uh, Sebastian from from Freitgeist. Uh, he really took me all around Germany. Um, visited there uh, four times with him. And, we need uh, a Sebastian. Yeah, it sounds like it. Everyone needs a Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, he took me. I mean, every we went to every single town: Dusseldorf, Cologne. We had Kolsch in Cologne. Had Alton, Dusseldorf, had uh, Pilsner and Pilsen, um, you know, uh, went to um, Bamberg and Schenkla, especially all had the traditional smoked beers, like, just getting to, like, yeah. you, you don't really, in, you know, going to the Czech Republic, like, getting to taste those those beers done properly, like, in those, in those places. At the source. At the source is just so much different, because you, when you taste, like, that beer can actually taste that way... It, you know what it's supposed to taste right. like, mm-hmm. and then you realize that like people over here doing these styles in the United States, for the most part, I would say ninety percent of them are not doing them properly. That's always impressive when you see an American uh, brewery, and we have some locally that have won a medal for their German style in Germany. Yeah, <laughs> that's always that's kind of a that's, that's a pretty crazy. big wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, 
this beer is delicious, and we're gonna have another one soon. Uh, but to whet our appetites on this, this is a the food here. Oh we yeah, tar- I mean, this, yeah. Tell us about we, we started with it. What are some of your favorite beer and food pairings? Um, yeah, I uh, I really like the um, the Japanese uh, lager. Sorry, I took notes here some, somewhere. <laughs> notes here, the pairing. But uh, I really like the IPA with the banh mi, um, the, uh, the stones and glass houses that I did with Grains of Wrath Brewing Company that we'll get to. I um, really like that one for that one. Uh, I really liked the, we had a, um, a beef rib special. I really liked the, um, the Stand Hill Stout, the dryer Stout with that. Um, yeah, I really liked uh, the check pills with the uh, the turkey club. Um, I did have Mex- my eye on that turkey. Yeah. yeah, Mexican lager with the with the tacos is great. Yeah, and uh, yeah. And any of the like in terms of not just pairings, but I noticed like we when we were here, it was impressive. Like the the burger, like, like basically yeah. the guy told us he goes, once you have this burger, you'll you'll never be able to eat another burger. Oh, dude, the burger is amazing. But um, I mean, I would go the hellas with the burger. Because the burger is pretty rich, and it's nice to have something to kind of cut it, cut it a little. Yeah, no, little but it, the, the food menu here is incredible. Like I said, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. honestly, if you're looking for a place, I mean, that's usually the knock is you go to a brewery and you're like, what are we going to eat? So you're looking, is there a food truck? I mean, this place has got everything. Not only are you going to come and get good beer, you're going to get great food, and then the wine drinker that you have is still going to get some wine. Like, yeah. you know, and so, so and there's fancy cocktails that. for those people, and and like I said, it's 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 an all in one spot, so really cool. What has been the best part of your? You've been open for a few weeks now, five six weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's been the best, biggest surprise or best part of these this opening period, this honeymoon period? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I would just just definitely say that the best part is uh, you know being able to create new new recipes, uh, do new beers, and just kind of uh, set the brewery up you know the way that I want it set up. Um, and, um, I mean, one of the biggest things for me that just happened two days ago is I just got the craft, uh, beer water system so I can actually do whatever I want to my water and fill my water. Um, I, before, like with all these beers that you're tasting, I was actually, um, moving the water over into the, into the kettle two times to fill up the hot liquor tank, boiling it, whirlpooling (laughs) it and blowing off the bottom because this charcoal filter and everything like nothing's working so i was just basically using groundwater and the i mean the water here in oceanside is absolutely terrible it's like 800 parts per million so by boiling the water and then you know adding acidulated malt and then uh liquid uh wireman liquid wort acid i was able to lower the lower the ph and and lower the uh, parts per million so ppm but uh but yeah um so that's probably the biggest game changer is that. And then just kind of just, uh, um, you know, setting everything up, cleaning everything up, um, doing different processes and just kind of dialing everything in to where I'm doing everything as sanitary um, uh, that is possible to make the cleanest and most drinkable beer. And you're a Carlsbad guy like us, so yeah. we've grown up knowing South O is a special community. And they take great pride in their community. What's the reception been like from South O? I mean, the reception, all the reception I've gotten has been really good. My wife would definitely know more because she's the GM. <laughs> uh, she literally has a day, hasn't had a day off in, in basically four weeks. <laughs> so 
I mean, I've been, we have four children, so I've been, I come in at like 6.30 and then I'll pick up the kids at 5. And then, you know, she's coming home at 9 and, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning. So Ooh. lately, just, just getting the restaurant getting going. going you know, now. Getting the, I mean, it's always that way when you open, you know, you're, you're figuring out different things. You know, you're losing employees, hiring new ones to train them. So, you know, so, uh, you know, it's, it's been, you know, we've been extremely busy. Like, it's been a lot, you know. In a good way? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, good. Well, yeah, being, being busy. I'm going to imagine being busy is good. Yeah, there are good places that aren't busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you know, like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work. It's and a grind. It's a grind. So we're just kind of grinding through. But we'll, we'll get past it and get to, like, that sweet spot, but yeah. All right, we got these. These beers have been calling to me here. So, what's what's next on? <laughs> yeah. Our... Um, so let's go the stones and uh, glass houses here. Stones and glass houses. Okay. Yeah. This is it a collab? I think you said. Yeah. So this is a collab with Mike Husker from Grains of Wrath uh, in Portland. One of my favorite brewers. Um, yeah. Ooh, the nose on that. Yeah. That smells delicious. Yeah, so this is uh, Citra Strata and 586 Cryro. That's good. Yeah, it's 6.5%, really dry, really drinkable. You know, just kind of classic West Coast. It, it does have the nose of that West Coast and the flavors of it, but the dryness just really makes it drinkable, which, which you want when you're selling food, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all my beers are typically, I mean, you guys visited Pizza Port Carlsbad, like all of my beer, my West Coast IPAs especially are really dry, really drinkable, kind of like that 6 to 7% is kind of like my wheelhouse for West Coast, West Coast IPA, and uh, I feel like this is, this one so far is the most similar to, you know, kind of like my style and what I do, but just kind of... Yeah, it's been a little, you know, there's always a learning curve, so I've just been dialing stuff in. What's but, the best part about collabing with someone? I mean, the best part about collabing with someone, especially if, you know, someone up the level of, you know, someone like Mike Conisker or, you know, Jake Gardner or Brian Hutchinson, someone like that is just, you know, they're, they're brewing beer at such a high level um, that just being around them and bouncing ideas off them uh, bouncing techniques off them and uh, you know you just kind of learn something of what they're doing that's making their beer taste the way that you know it tastes and um, you know it's just it's it's really good to have those relationships and be able to call those people for advice and to you know incorporate a little bit of their technique into your IPA that you're doing and you incorporate a little bit of your techniques and then you come up with something it's a little different, you know, that, that tastes really good. That's good. Like this. <laughs> I like it's good. It's got the yeah, it's got the hops on the, the bitterness on the front, right? But it's a pretty clean finish, which is nice too. It doesn't kind of just, you know, sometimes you hit those and that's like your tongue feels like it just it's like, like I can't eat anything or I can't drink another beer after this. That's this is very good. Well done. So all right, and then uh, what's next for, for Heritage? What's coming up? What are you, what are some things you guys want to highlight? Besides finding some balance in your life, yeah. Besides your kids, yeah. But uh, yeah. no, I mean just for you. Uh, oh, I've, got, I've got a ton of time with my kids. Yeah. My daughter actually loves me now. Yeah, yeah she wouldn't even barely come to me before. I've been That's spending funny. so much time with them. Like, yeah, I'm like just like it's weird because I like brew by myself back here, then I go home and I'm like a single dad. No. But uh, but it's cool. It's, it's been a lot of positives too. You know, Be, having that time with my kids has been great. But 
That's been times where I've been, you know, really tired, obviously. But yeah, overall, it's been good. But so, so as we head, I guess I would say into the summer, right? Well, yeah. I guess we're gonna head spring first, and then summer. What are some plans for Heritage here? Like, what you know? Again, you guys are corner of the seventy-eight and the one hundred and one. I mean, you can't be in a better location. Um, yeah, I mean, just do more, you know, amazing collaborations with. Yeah, I mean, I have a collaboration with uh, Westbound and Down up there, and Italian Pills. I did. It's coming out soon. Um, I have. Uh, I'm doing a collab with. Uh, Brian Hutchinson from Cannonball Creek on the 23rd. We're doing a pale ale for the Collab Fest in Colorado. We're going to brew it here and then brew it in Colorado at his spot. Um, yeah, just, you know, collaborations. And then Danny's cooking. Um, he's doing the uh, March 11th. He's doing the uh, Docent Field Trip Festival. And then in April, he's doing the New York Times and uh, L.A. Times um it's called Coast to Coast, and he's going to be cooking uh, in Manhattan. Wow! And That's then cool. um, you know, I, I've been I've been uh, smoking the specials. Tomorrow, I'm going to smoke some brisket and beef ribs for a special they're going to do uh, tomorrow night and Saturday night. So I still get to cook some. So you're a dual threat, man. You're brewing the beer and smoking the meat. That's, yeah. That's, we are becoming the I like yeah, beer yeah. and barbecue. I, I, I'm 100 percent okay with because, that too. Because uh, I love that. From uh, the San Diego State Graduate Program on, and he's a certified barbecue judge in Cicerone. Yeah, we should, oh, we should bring him over here. He taught us yeah. these things. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike's funny. continuing our education. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 been awesome. Like the the uh, the challenge and over. I mean, I got the. I think I got. I can't remember when I got. I think I got my pit in. It was 2017, early 2017 that I got the the offset smoker. And, uh, what is, explain to me offset smoker. What does that mean? So offset smokers, it's the one out front. So it's the, the, uh, firebox is off to the side. Okay. That makes sense then. You know, and then kind of, you know, all the heat's off to the side and then it, it then. goes into the big, you know, okay. their old propane tanks and it just kind of rolls over all the meat and then goes okay. up and goes over the smoke. Okay. Side. That makes sense. Then. So it's not, direct, it's not direct. No, it's, it's not offset, direct. It's offset. So but it's of, a live fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and the weirdest thing is like, it's uh, it, it's really strange because it's I mean it's about cooking, but you really just need to learn how to tend a really really good you know live fire. fire you know yeah. what I mean? That has a lot of oxygen and um, is going all the time, and you have a really good coal bed, and you're just taking care of that fire. Like that's the main thing, and keep that consistent temperature. And like it just took me you know it took a lot of time for me to just like now it's just like second nature like knowing when to add a log or when to break a log right. up or all those things so when you're smoking out there how long are you smoking your brisket for oh man it depends on how big they are but i mean i would say like standard like 10 pound brisket like 11 hours 12 pound brisket like i would say 12 to 16 hours so but they're all different yeah. you know what i mean like and you gotta there's no shortcuts. Like you gotta, you gotta stay there until it gets tender and it's done. You know what I mean? So yeah. We asked our guest a, a couple weeks ago, Pat Walls, about crossover skills between judging beer and judging barbecue. What are the crossover skills in making beer and, and creating great barbecue? Um, I would just say attention to attention to detail and just um, you know not shortcutting. You know, like I mean, everybody's using the same ingredients and. The same yeast and all that stuff so i mean are you gonna take the time when you see that little speck inside the tank and and crawl in there and scrub it out or run another cycle on it 
um, you know, like things like that. Like just just taking the extra, that extra, you know, whatever it is, you know, thirty to thirty minutes to an hour to just make sure that things are right and sanitary um, and attention to details is huge. You know, the role of water. We got a little education on the role of water from Nick Corona over at Five Suits. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. huge. And you, you brought it up, too. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the role of water and, and making great beer. Because bottom well, line, well, this you're is, making great beer. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, this, this wasn't really the... These beers that you're trying right now definitely wasn't the water platform that I would have liked to have been working with, but I did my best. Um, but, yeah, they turned out pretty good. But... Uh, but yeah, I mean, beer's 80% water, so, I mean, starting out with great water is a great way to start. 20% <laughs> divine intervention. That's fair. <laughs> I, I mean, so, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the simple way of yeah, putting it. that makes sense. Like, of course, you know, there's, we could get into a conversation of, you know, lagers, you, you know, you want a certain water profile that's obviously much softer than... You know, IPAs, I like, you know, a little bit of minerality in there to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of accentuate, like, certain hops. Certain hops I like softer water with, you know, some of the New Zealand styles and some of the Southern Hemisphere ones. I think that that complements those better. But, I mean, the you could, like, when you started, when you start going down that road, you could just get into so many different yeah. com- conversations. Nerd out all yeah, over the water. But, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of different uh, opinions, and you know there. Yeah. But you know, I think I think the rule of thumb is basically like, if you're making a lager, lighter beers, or most beers, you want to start off with you know relatively soft water. So, right. Thank you. We've got, got one more beer left. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one look, looks a little different. Yeah. So this is a uh, hop and destroy. So this was a collab <laughs> with the um, with the boys from. Uh, Craft Coast right down the street here. Uh, Blake and Will, great people, great friends. Um, and uh, we, we collabed with them. That was one of our one of our first collabs. And um, yeah, it's, oh, wow. it's great beer. That's really good. That's interesting, yeah. Because looking at it, you would think like like hazy IPA, like you think like kind of, but it's... Juice balmy, but it's, it's, I don't say mild, it's not mild. You tell us, you're the brewer. Very flavorful though. Yeah, so I mean, it's a hazy IPA. I don't necessarily on my hazies like. I think that they're fruity and tropical enough. A lot of these guys are mashing it at a really, really high temp. I don't mash it at a high temp. I like them to be a little bit drier, and a little bit more drinkable. I do dry hop them at a very high rate, about three pounds per barrel. But um, but yeah, I like them to be a little bit more more drier. I think they're juicy enough. I think that when you when you mash it at a higher temp, uh, really high temp with those, to me, it just kind of sits on your on your palate a little bit more, and it's a little bit more viscous. And I just I'm not really a fan of that, so I just I just you know mash in a little bit lower temp so they attenuate a little bit more. This is the way to make them. No, it's really good. I, I <laughs> for, really for like people it. like us. So we have Doc mm-hmm. on the show, and Doc loves himself a, a juice bomb hazy. But this no, is, I really this like is, this one. This is my speed, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Mean, it's, it's still really juicy. Yeah, it is. It's exactly the right amount of juice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's very drinkable. Yeah, I guess that's a, I, that's a sign of my age. But yeah. I like drinkable beer. You want to be able to drink a few. I want to drink a couple of them. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, 
when so we we like to promote North County. We're North County kids. Well, we were kids back in the day, as you were. Still, yeah, we're still yeah. kids at heart. We have a beer drinking podcast after right. after all. Uh, but we say when you're coming down, we've got our checkoff list. I'm adding heritage. You know, 100%. You've got to go. 100%. You've got to eat at. So someone's coming in. They've got their, their itinerary for the day in North County. But they're stopping here. Uh, they've got they've got their one hour. What should what do they need to order off the menu? They're only going to be here once because they're visiting North County. What what are they ordering off the menu? And what beer are they pairing with it? They got one shot to know what heritage is about. Uh, I mean, I would say uh, the Heritage Burger with, uh, you know, Stones of Glass Houses IPA or Locals Only IPA. Um, the Bon Me as well, I like that with uh, IPA uh, just because of the spiciness from the jalapeno and, um, uh, you know, the all the, the veggies and everything in there. And then um, I would go with the Light Lager and the, uh, the Turkey Club. The turkey club is bomb. So it's yeah, all of them. Are, I would say all, all of them. Are all of them. All They're all very good. Yeah, right all, now. all yeah. the food here is yeah, absolutely amazing. So um, yeah, really good. Well, thank you, Brewmaster Mike Abishan, Heritage Barbecue and Beer Company. Thank you for sharing your story, yeah. Yeah. your expertise, yeah, and especially your beer with us, listeners. Thank you for spending the time with us. We look forward to seeing you right here in South Oceanside at Heritage. We love to keep talking, but. Right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N, beer run. B double E double R U N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N, beer run.